It's Mac, and welcome back to Icebreaker. Um, just wanted to say a quick thank you for, uh, you know, the overwhelming response on episode one and the, the ratings and the, the listens. Uh, I do appreciate it, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep some, uh, some good content, interesting, uh, interesting shows moving forward. Uh, you know, once again, follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and YouTube at Icebreaker Show. YouTube provides a video option for the podcast. Um, appreciate the views on there as well. Episode two of Icebreaker is presented by Pemina Source for Sports. Now offering a variety of contactless service options to get you your gear. Visit www.sourceforsports.ca and let them help you out. You know, I know we mentioned it last week, but, um, you know, the NHL coming out with a return to play um protocol and uh and a system that's going to be put in place with uh you know play-in series and round robin um very exciting news uh whenever that may start um i know personally um uh, 100 looking forward to uh watching live sports again um i think the, the best of five series are going to be extremely entertaining and an extra round of playoff hockey i mean what more um can a sports fan ask, ask for um you know, uh, putting it all on the line like that, best of five. I think it'll be great. Obviously, I'll be cheering for the Jets, uh, Winnipeg, born and raised. So uh, really excited to see them have an opportunity to play the Flames. And, you know, from previous games, uh, the Jets and Flames games have been been great to see. So I'm pretty excited to, uh, to start watching hockey again, whenever that may be. Um, along that uh, same lines are the NBA uh, released their return to play protocol and which was approved this week um, by the board of governors and um, basically uh, it's a little bit a uh, little bit different but much of the same as the NHL with uh, their return to play and how many teams they're bringing and uh, where they're doing it whether in a in a hub city as well um, exciting stuff I mean getting back to a world of sports is uh, is great news for any sports fans um, Really excited to start uh, watching that. And, of course, you know, we'll see if the Raps can defend their title. I mean, last year was crazy for all of Canada um, to watch the Raptors uh, to win the NBA. And uh, that was uh, that was unbelievable. So looking forward to watching more playoff basketball and seeing if, uh, if our Canadian team can do it again after a great regular season. And, um, you know, the PGA Tour is getting back underway next week, I believe. And um, that's going to be – awesome as well i mean i know personally i love uh, watching golf playing golf um so really excited to see that uh, happen again and and along the lines of golf was the the match uh, a couple weeks ago that we didn't really get to touch on last week but um you know that was great to watch uh whether it be the the chirping and the and the uh, fun being poked at each other from tiger and phil and peyton and tom and then you know justin thomas and charles barkley uh you know, chiming in, it was, uh, it was really, uh, it was an entertaining Sunday for sure. And it was great to see, you know, even if it wasn't the PGA Tour sanctioned event, but a live sporting event that raised a bunch of money for COVID-19 relief. And, you know, it's for a great cause. And uh, I enjoyed watching it personally. It was, uh, it was really fun. The banter, um, it was great. And I uh, would love to see more of it. Um, match part three, who do you want to see with uh, Tiger and Phil? I think, uh, you know, you got to throw Michael Jordan in there based on the, the last dance and what he just did uh, um, on Netflix there. And, you know, he said that he plays um, 
uh, 36 holes of golf a day. So let's get him out there with Tiger and, and Phil and see what he can do. Um, let us know who you want to see, you know, alongside MJ or if it's two different people. But uh, that would be awesome. And, you know, the last dance, well, I mean, that was the best 10 hours you can spend on Netflix. There's no question. The, the drive, the intensity of, of Michael Jordan was unbelievable. And the leadership qualities, uh, his will to win, um, you know, any, any athlete can take something from that. Maybe it's not the, you know, the leadership uh, qualities or the, you know, the constant drive, but there's something in there, I think, for everybody to, uh, to take from Michael Jordan there. I think um, whether it be the little, the mental things that he did, make something up in, in his head and, and say that someone said something and that would drive him for a series. And it, and it wasn't even true, but he, he believed it. He believed it himself that someone thought they were better than him. And he had this constant drive to be the best or, you know, whether it be when he learned to, to share the ball and the new triangle system, like the best player in the world uh, bought in to his coach's strategy and shared the ball and the rest is history. I mean, they won six championships. It, it's remarkable. So, you know, there's something in there for everybody. And I think if you haven't watched it, definitely tune in. It was a, it was a great watch and uh, I'm looking forward to rewatching it. Um, another show that just came out was the ESPN's 30 for 30 on Lance Armstrong um, called Lance and two part series. And we can all think what we want about Lance Armstrong and the follow up behind that. But, you know, what he did for the stigma around uh, cancer with Livestrong um, is undeniable. He made it a topic that people can talk about and support and um, be open about it. Uh, you know, in there they said that for uh, when he had cancer that you kept it quiet and kept it to yourself. And, you know, I lived, I grew up during the that era when Livestrong was huge. And, you know, for me that um, – you know, supporting cancer is a, a big deal. You know, I've had friends and, and family with the disease and um, they've never hit it. And uh, I think, you know, being open, you can draw strength from, from other people. And the more people you have in your corner, um, the better. And the more positive you feel, I, I think um, it helps out. So uh, another great watch. Um, Lance Armstrong was extremely open and honest about uh, everything that he did and and how it went down and um you know from a, a guy like that you can't really ask uh, much more um you know I felt like I knew the story better or maybe I knew the story the way he wanted to be told but the way he told it um he was open honest um didn't dodge any questions answered everything so a great watch if you're interested in that uh would highly recommend watching it and um I know that uh, on social media, we uh, launched a contest on online uh, for three uh, signed Peyton Krebs uh, bobbleheads in honor of our first episode where uh, Peyton was uh, with us as well as Connor McLennan. And we would like to announce our three winners and would ask that you direct message us on said channels and we'll uh, get in touch and you can claim your prize. So the, First winner is at Retro Winnipeg. So send us a DM and we will get in contact with you regarding your prize. The second winner is at Kyle McGowan42. So Kyle, send us a message. And the third winner is Chris Osman. So congrats to our three winners. Appreciate the support. 
uh, online as well as uh, your listenership. So uh, thank you very much for that. And um, uh, we will be in contact with you uh, once you reach out and uh, coordinate the details surrounding uh, picking up your prize. So uh, thank you for that. Great, uh, great episode today. Uh, we have um, a Winnipeg-born former Tri-City American and Calgary Hitman goaltender and now the current uh, goaltender for the Florida Panthers, uh, Chris Drieger. So we're looking forward to that and uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Chris, how's it going? Good, Zing. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. What have you been up to? Just been hanging out on the Cape, uh, just kind of waiting, sitting on ice, waiting to get out to uh, to start phase two. But as of now, we're just kind of working out and uh, trying to stay in shape and, and enjoy the, I guess, I guess this is summer. I don't know what you want to call it, but um, we're uh, just, yeah, we just, so we, we went out to Cape Cod. We were in uh, Springfield, Mass for a little while where I had a place from um, the end of last, or I guess last season, this season. Um, and yeah, made it out to the Cape and just been hanging out on the beach trying to, uh, trying to enjoy my time here. How, uh, how quick was that turnaround? Like when I know the league's got paused, did you stay around in Florida for a bit, like waiting it out? So they were actually pretty good with communication with us. Like, like we were in Dallas getting ready to play and they basically we were going down for breakfast and, and uh, the night before they had canceled the NBA and we were kind of thinking like, there's no way we're playing, you know, like there's no way they're going to cancel the NBA and then have NHL games going on. It probably wouldn't be a good look. So sure enough, they're like all pregame skates canceled, all games canceled. We hopped on, on the bird back to, uh, back to Fort Lauderdale and uh, we stuck around for like a, a couple days maybe until they were like, okay, you guys have the okay to, to go back and be with your, with your families and whatnot. Um, just like make sure you're you know able to get back here soon. Um, so I think I was maybe in Fort Lauderdale for two or three days after, after, I think it was March 12th. I want to say it was the date they canceled everything. So I, I think I was out of there by the 15th or 16th, something like that. Uh, you didn't come back to Winnipeg, hey? You didn't grace us. I well, I thought about it, but uh, my girl's from Mass, so we'd been long distance all year. So we figured that we'd probably be probably good to be together, considering the opportunity. So, with the border shut down, she can't go into Canada. Otherwise, we would have just came back to my place in in Winnipeg. But uh, I had the place in, in Mass, so uh, we hold up there for a bit, and we've just been kind of making it work over here. Yeah, I mean, not. Uh, I'm sure the weather in Mass is a little bit better than the than the weather we had. Although we've been spoiled lately, um, you know. Obviously, with Winnipeg getting a Western League team, you played in the Western League for four years, I believe. Uh, drafted by Tri City, and then finished out the last three years in Calgary. Uh, what was that time like? It was uh, it was an unbelievable time. Um, I loved I loved it. I uh, yeah, like you said, started in, in Tri Cities for my 16 year old year. I was lucky. Lucky they had an opening. Um, you know, I kind of came in as a 16-year-old goalie, which, um, you know, at the time was pretty tough. Pretty tough league playing against, you know, older guys like that. But, uh, and you know, I was, I was no good by any means at 16. So um, it, was, uh, it was a learning experience for sure. And it makes you grow up quick, leaving home um, and just kind of, you know, being thrown to the fire like that was uh, – it was good. I mean, it was hard, but it was fun. And then uh, – being in, in the league at 16 kind of allowed me to, you know, go into my 17-year-old year, which was my draft year with a little bit more experience, which ended up paying off um, pretty big down the road. So, 
uh, yeah, it was great. And then, and then when I was in Calgary, we, um, you know, we had an unbelievable group of guys there. Uh, awesome city. You know, uh, I lived in Calgary last summer, actually. A lot of the guys that I played with will go back there for summer and, and, uh, you know, hang around there, train, workout, skate in, in Calgary. So, um, check out the stampede maybe. Yeah. Maybe just see, just see if it's still going on. <laughs> um, maybe poke my head in there one or two times over the years. <laughs> but uh no it's great i got i got nothing but positive to say about calgary and honestly those guys that uh that i played with in calgary we still keep in touch you know on a daily basis so uh, a lot of good memories and and a a huge positive experience um from from that whole uh, western league so i guess if we throw back a little bit further and you know you grew up playing minor hockey in winnipeg the monarchs uh so on and so forth in uh in smaller arenas and then you know you do that when you're 15 and then all of a sudden you're out in the western league playing in front of you know big buildings four or five thousand fans what's that what's that like for it like you know when you first leave home you're 16 years old and then all of a sudden you're put in front of you know when the media picks up and fans are there and people are paying to watch you play what's that like great when you get in there yeah it was pretty crazy um you know, it was, uh, it was fun. Like a lot of, a lot of excitement. And, you know, I was 16. I was kind of didn't really know what to expect. Super young. Um, just kind of hoping for the best and just kind of taking it as it went. But, um, it definitely took a lot of getting used to. And, and, uh, you know, when you leave home and you have a billet family and you have a bunch of teammates, you know, that are basically all older than you. So it's, uh, it throws you right into it pretty quick, but I think that's a good way to do it. And, uh, just, shock the system a little bit and uh and it and it and it helps you down the road you know so um when you get that out of the way that first year I mean it's it's like the same in any league you know your first year pro your first year in the American League first year in the NHL the first you know wherever you're at first year in the Monarchs same thing you know when uh when we're coming in there we have a bunch of guys that we didn't know um but uh no it was good and and uh it was a lot of fun you know playing those big barns is obviously something that you're not really used to so uh, I just remember it being being a lot of fun, and I was trying to just take it uh, take it all in. What uh, what was your favorite city to play in in the Western League? Uh, well, I mean, we love playing at home. Well, um, of course, of course, Calgary. <laughs> of course, Calgary. But other than Calgary, uh, probably either Vancouver or Kelowna. Two two pretty great cities, uh, especially to go on the road. Um, you know, Vancouver's beautiful, so. And we were pretty close. We were lucky in Calgary. We're, we're pretty much central as far as the Western League goes. So um, the road trips weren't, weren't too bad. It's not like, you know, we're in Prince George and six hours is your closest road trip. So uh, we, we got lucky for, for that. And you go to Vancouver and, uh, you know, another pretty cool barn. Uh, a lot of fans in there. Beautiful city. Um, you know, they usually set up a pretty, some pretty good team dinners. And then you go over to Victoria, another good spot, uh, pulling a Kamloops that, that, that BC swing is always a good time. So I can't, uh, can't speak to the BC swing yet. I haven't done that one, but, uh, you mentioned you, you move over to Calgary, your 17 year old in the summer of after your 16 year old year, and that's your draft year. So you end up getting picked by Ottawa, right. And yep. in the third round. And then you make your NHL debut. Was that in New York or was that in Ottawa? Yeah, so uh, so my debut was in Ottawa against the Rangers. That was, yeah, so that was my first year pro 
Uh, would have been would have been a couple of years after I got drafted though, because I got drafted, played my 18, 19 year old year in Calgary. Twenty year old year would have been my my debut. Okay, uh, which is pretty wild because kind of same thing. You throw yourself into the into pro hockey, and it's a bit of a different animal. So um, yeah, and I would have been in the coast for I think I played forty games in the coast that year, and then we just had a bunch of injuries and ended up in the national for for. Uh, like a month it was wild <laughs> and what's what's that like you're you're playing in the east coast league and then all of a sudden you're you're in the net for the for the senators playing against the new york rangers yeah it was it was pretty crazy i mean it was kind of a blessing that um they they just kind of threw me in there like you go in and and you you don't expect to play right because you know, at that point i was backing up the hamburglar he was on like one of the best hot streaks in the history of the game. Um, he won like twenty, he went like twenty and one or something to bring us into the playoffs. It was yeah. ridiculous. But um, it was his one loss, and uh, you just don't have time to think about it. They throw you right in there, and you just go and play. And that's probably the better way to do it. Um, you know, I had my first start this past year, and I know for that it was, uh, you know, when you have a day to think about it. it it, you know, it can get pretty nerve wracking. It's, it's exciting for sure. And, and it comes in waves, but there's definitely times where you're like, you're thinking about it, you're like, well, okay, you know, it's, this this the NHL, you know, so you have a lot more time to, you know, think about it and just be with your thoughts. And um, it is nice to just go in there and, and just kind of play on off instinct, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I tried to enjoy it as much as I could. And, uh, and yeah, I think I, I think I had like 10 shots or something. So it was, uh, it was a pretty light, light workload for me so that uh, ended up going well so you bring up your first start and I'm sure you remember it pretty vividly but a three nothing shutout victory against the predators what's uh when the when the clock in the third period hits zero what's that feel like <laughs> well it was funny because my whole mindset in the third period was like all right drinks don't look at the clock it's <laughs> just do your thing um because i was pretty like you know, there were, there were thoughts that came in my head. It was like, wait, wait a minute. It's, you know, the third period, they haven't scored yet. You're looking up and you're just like, there's no way this is going to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, it just, it just turned out to be one of those games where, um, you know, I just had to play my game and, and not do anything spectacular. And the boys played fantastic defense and it ended up, you know, being a, being a shutout. So that was pretty, uh, pretty, you know, incredible um you know i i think it's it's not every time you get your first shot or your first start that your team puts up that well of a that good of a defensive effort so i was fortunate for that for sure but uh um it was a great experience all around i i was lucky enough they they told me the day before in the morning so um i was able to bring a bunch of uh, friends and family a couple a couple of winnipeggers a couple of guys actually i played with in calgary uh were playing in Nashville or around the Nashville area, I think. And th they ended up hopping on a plane and, and coming down to see it too. So uh, we had a pretty good showing out. It was, it was, it was pretty special. Yeah. I can imagine, I guess it's like a player, you know, scoring his first goal or two in his, in his first game. It's just something you don't expect. You're just happy to be in there. But uh, I remember watching that. It was, uh, I had the same, uh, same thought as you as we were going into this third period. I said, it's still, no goals. There's no way that this is uh, this oh. is going to go down like that. Well, it's funny because I, if you look through my my stats, like I I don't really get a lot of shutouts. I, I don't know what it is about it. I just haven't really been blessed with a lot of a lot of shutouts in my so so. Whenever I see that, I'm like, okay, like we're probably not, you know, 
is this going to be the day? Like, you know, I got like one or two shutouts last year in the whole season, you know, in the American league. So um, you just don't really think it's going to happen, but uh, you know, I was fortunate enough just look, stop looking at the clock and just played and, and uh, just ended up that way. So um, you've mentioned a couple of times, but American league, uh, East coast league, your path to the NHL hasn't, uh, hasn't been uh, like most paths. It's been up and down, but eventually you got there. What, uh, I guess, what's it like, you know, when you're, you're in the American league and you get the news that you're going down the East coast league, you're back to the American league and then you finally get that call up to the NHL. Yeah, I mean, it was very, uh, I guess, rewarding to to get there this year. Um, but it was like it was a long, yeah, like you said, it was a long road. Uh, and there was definitely a lot of points where I, you know, you just are kind of like, all right, well, what what am I doing here? So, uh, but yeah, it was just um, it was interesting because I was sort of on. I, I thought I was on a pretty good path in Ottawa, and. Uh, we ended up just having a goalie backlog. I remember my fourth year pro, we had four goalies on the ice in practice. They just couldn't get rid of, we had two veteran guys. Um, you know, I ended up getting the short end of the stick there. And next thing you know, I'm back in the East coast league after I sworn, you know, that I was never going back to that league. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's one thing to go there your first season. It's your rookie year. It's, you know, it's a good thing for you. You play a lot of games in pro hockey. Um, and then, you know, you can move on to the American League from there. But, uh, you know, once it's your fourth year and you're playing in the coast, you're kind of like, all right, like this is kind of, you know, I'm trying to get out of here. And then to my fifth year I was in the coast, I started as well. And it was it was a mental battle. I really had to make sure that I stayed with it. And uh, I knew that there was opportunity in that organization in Florida. So I just tried to stick, stick with it and knew the opportunity would come. And, and uh, I was fortunate enough to – to get the opportunity, they ended up making some trades to kind of make some room. Um, and I ended up getting some more games and uh, ended up getting called up this year. And, and yeah, it was, I guess the, uh, that's just how it went. It was, it was, um, it, it went for a long time where it didn't seem like I was going to get any bounces. So when uh, finally some things started to go my way, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was, it was pretty special. It was, uh, you know, it was a long time coming and uh, it felt like, you know, you, you work hard and you change your attitude and, and obviously things were working the way I was doing them in Ottawa. So you kind of have to take a good hard look at yourself. And, you know, if you do that, you make changes and it doesn't pay off. It's, it's, you know, even more frustrating. So for that to happen and end up being in the NHL was, um, you know, was, 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 was pretty nice. Yeah. could only imagine that. Um, looking back here to the Western league NHL, who's, who's the, the best player that you've played against or maybe, stopped sorry in the in the national league any league whether it's junior or nhl who's a who's the best player that you've played against that you think uh, that's a hard question uh well let me think here i i mean we i played against the leafs so that matthews guy turns out he can stick handle pretty well um <laughs> he's pretty good played against the penguins crosby was out but uh had Evgeny teeing up one-timers on the power play. So that was uh, pretty <laughs> – no idea where those are going. Just kind of have to <laughs> get square and hope for the best. Uh, so probably those two guys from the guys that I've played personally so far. Um, you know, I haven't played against, like, Ovechkin or Crosby or McDavid or any of those guys yet. But, uh, you know, Malkin's an elite player for sure. Um, and, then, and then Matthews, I just remember when he – I mean, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander – 
Um, Mueller had a bit of an off night the night I played him, but, uh, you know, Tavares is solid as always. I think he's a pretty consistent player. Um, and then Matthews, just his like stick handling coming into the zone is unbelievable. You have no idea where he's going to release the puck from. So it, it's kind of just a challenge. You have to be so dialed into like where your angles are that, you know, if he lets it go at any point, he changes the angle so quick. Yeah. Um, he just kind of makes goalies look silly because, you know, you think you're, the puck's coming from, from, you know, over here and he actually pulls it, you know, two feet inside and, and then all of a sudden he's got the whole side of the net to look at. So just was wary of that. And obviously we do, we go through that in video just with the goalie coach beforehand and just be like, okay, like be aware of this guy. This is kind of what he does. So, but uh, no, it was, it was, uh, it was fun. I mean, I, I enjoyed playing against all those guys. It's a fun challenge, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely some good players. Yeah. I don't like my chances in the pipes against Matthews. I'll say that. Yeah, no, don't, uh, don't cut yourself short. <laughs> Uh, a couple questions from the fans here we put out on social media, seeing if they wanted to ask you anything. And uh, we got one saying, uh, why did you choose goaltending? Well, that's easy. I was no good at player. I mean, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you remember from our seven-year-old days. I <laughs> couldn't skate. So uh, I think, uh, was it Gary Burgle was our coach? or <laughs> Probably. It might have been. I don't know. But uh because we, we played seven, uh, seven, A1 or seven, whatever. We together, played right? sevens, eights, nines, tens, you name it. Marks, right? Yeah. yeah. Those were the old days. Um, but no, I couldn't really skate well. So they threw me in net. And then, uh, I think. And you're was, a big kid too, eh? Like, yeah, I was always tall growing up. Yeah. So like, well, maybe this is, you know, going to benefit the team more than having them up front or on the back end. I, was, I don't think I scored a single goal that year. So they're like, well, if we can find a use for this kid, maybe the Nets, the, the spot to keep him. So. so you were forced into it is what you're saying. Yeah, but I enjoyed it because I just knew I wasn't contributing <laughs> at the other positions. So it was like, okay, I'm actually decent at this goalie thing. Let's let's maybe give this a, sh uh, a shot. And it ended up, yeah, the rest was history after that. Not a bad, uh, not a bad choice. Uh, another, uh, another question is, what was your favorite uh, team growing up? Uh, when I was growing up, when I was young, I, I watched, uh, you know, the Colorado Avalanche when they were kind of in their, they had a bit of a mini dynasty there. Patty Watt, I mean, their team was stacked. They had Patty Watt, uh, Sackick, Hey Duke, Rob Blake, Chris Drury, uh, just to name a few. They, they were, you know, a pretty incredible team. So I saw them when their my, like the first ever Stanley Cup finals I watched is, I think it was 01 that they won. Um, and so that, so I was, you know, a Patty Wall Avalanche fan. And then um, they kind of got out of the mix there for a while. And, and I think I started being a Leafs fan, actually. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think that was kind of, although they didn't really have too much success, which was, which was too bad. But I was, yeah, <laughs> Avalanche and then, and then Leafs growing up. All right. Well, that's what we'll uh, cap off the questions there with. I guess uh, you're heading into a play-in series with the Islanders. Best of five format. Um, looking forward to that. What do you think? You like the format? It's going to be interesting. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, I've never gone this long without touching the ice. Yeah. I, I don't think probably since we were playing seven A1s together or whatever that was. So um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but I, you know, I'm pretty, pretty confident that they're going to do a good job keeping everyone safe. They're going to give us plenty of time to get back, back, into skating and game shape. It sounds like, uh, sounds like they're going to open things up to, for us to go down and skate, you know, in the next 
week or two or, or three or something like that, hopefully in the near future. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, do or die. You could do all this work, come back, play three games, lose and, and be out. So I, I don't think anyone wants that uh, at all. And, and I like our, I like our team and uh, our offensive capabilities. And uh, we sort of had, we're, we're dialing it on the, on the defensive end right before the, uh, right before the break. So I like, I like our team and our chances. Um, and it's exciting to be a part of, of history in the making with this whole uh, COVID-19 situation with the pause season. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I want to get back out there and play. Um, I know it's not going to be easy and there's going to be a lot of hurdles. I know there's guys, you know, with kids and families that might, you know, they're not going to be want to be away from their families for months on end. I don't blame them. Um, but so uh, there's just a lot of problems. Um, but luckily, I think the NHL has the capabilities, hopefully, to solve them or at least do, you know, a good enough job to make enough people happy that the players are, are happy to play. But uh, from right now, it looks like we're going to do it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what ends up what ends up going down here. So are we. We're all looking forward to it. Well, anyways, uh, Chris, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate it. Absolutely, Mac. Thanks for having me.